Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. Best-selling author David Gran has a brand new book, and his first book is now a hit movie. His first book, The Lost City of Z, a tale of deadly obsession. The brand new book is called Killers of the Flower Moon, The Osage Murders, and the Birth of the FBI. This is David Gran. Hey, David, it's great to have you back on the program. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you. Are you still schlubby? I am still sadly schlubby, but I did make it through the Amazon once and survived. You certainly did, and you made it through Oklahoma and survived. I did, I did, for the new book. Hey, David, I'll get to the new book, but I want to talk about the old book, which you know I absolutely loved. Uh, In anticipation of you being here today, I made sure that I went to see the movie, which I enjoyed. I give it a thumbs up. I've already discussed it on radio. Not as good as the book, though. And what the movie lacked 
was you, because the Lost City of Z was really two stories in one. It was Percy Fawcett's story, but I equally enjoyed when the schlubby guy from New York City goes to the Amazon and tells his own story, and that wasn't in it. I always joke that uh, they just couldn't find anyone good-looking enough to play me. Apparently, Brad Pitt couldn't play me. <laughs> uh, tell me about that whole process, though, because we spoke years ago. When the book came out, you already had a movie deal, but, you know, you never know if the movie is really going to get made. Yes, it's a, such a long process, and I, I, I literally realize it's harder to get a movie made than it is to trek through the jungle in search of a lost city. But I was very happy with it. It's, it's different than the book. It's a nice compliment to the book. Uh, my wife and I made a trip to uh, Columbia where they were shooting the scenes in the jungle. I'd never been to a movie set. Um, and when we arrived, I suddenly saw this figure coming out of the forest. He was wearing these heavy kind of flannel gear. It seemed very inappropriate. He was very skinny. He was smeared with mud. And I turned to my wife. I said, that looks a little like Percy Fawcett, the central character in the book. And it was Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> that is fabulous. It had to be exciting, though, to I mean, to sit there when it opened. I, I made sure I was in my seat for the credits when your name came up on the screen. That had to be a, a pinch-yourself moment. It, it really was a thrill. I mean, I grew up with cinema. It was such a powerful force in my life growing up. And, um, and you know, the, the really nice thing in all seriousness is that, you know, when you write a story like The Lost City Z about uh, this explorer who disappeared in the Amazon looking for his son, this was a story that was largely lost to history. And so a movie can reach people in a way that even a book can't. And so that's as gratifying as anything. One last aspect about The Lost City of Z, and I, I knew this from doing some reading, but it comes up in the credits at the end. There was a discovery of sorts after the publication of your book that speaks to, well, The Lost City of Z and that which Percy Fawcett was in search of. What's the Cliffsnode version of that? Yeah, well, that's such an important point. I'm glad you asked me that. So... Um, Fawcett was looking for an ancient civilization that he called Z, and um, in the very area where Fawcett disappeared, an archaeologist has found evidence of pre-Columbian remains, more than 20 of these settlements. Uh, they had bridges, they had roads, they had causeways, and there have been a series of other discoveries, including massive earthworks in the Amazon, and all of these are really transforming our understanding of what the Americas looked like before the arrival of Christopher Columbus. So could it have been as he envisioned, as he anticipated? You know, he probably envisioned more stone. Uh, there isn't a lot of stone in the Amazon, so um, more of it is done with earthworks, which is partly why it became so concealed. It's quite possible, indeed, it's, it's more than likely that Fawcett walked right over his lost city without even realizing it. And, and I won't give away the end of the movie, but is it fair to say we really don't know what happened to Fawcett or his son? We don't know 100%. I think it is more than likely they were killed. Um, there's a good oral history from one of the tribes in the region um, that details that, and I place a lot of credence on that oral history. I think my listeners are going to be shocked to hear that the richest people per capita in the world, and I want to, I want to make sure I get the time period right, I guess I should say in, in the early part of the 20th century, but what, the 1910-ish through the 20s? That's exactly was it in Yes. was an Indian tribe. Yep, yep. The richest group of folks in the world per capita, and this gets us into the subject of your new book, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Osage Murders and the Birth of the FBI. How did you get turned on to this story? This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4 
Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Killers of the flower moon, the Osage murders and the birth of the FBI. How did you get turned on to this story? Yeah, so I heard about this from an historian back in uh, 2010. And at the time, I had no knowledge that the Osage were the wealthiest people per capita in the world. I was unaware that they then began to be mysteriously murdered for their oil money in one of the most sinister crimes in American history, and I had no idea that the case became one of the FBI's first major homicide investigations, and that began uh, essentially almost a five-year journey to try to research and write the book. An FBI investigation under the direction of one J. Edgar Hoover. 
Yeah, Jagger, who are very early in his case. So the so just for a little bit of context, um, the Osage had enormous wealth. They were the wealthiest people per capita in the world. There was only about two thousand of them um, in nineteen twenty three alone. Uh, those 2,000 or so on the tribal roll received collectively what would be worth today more than $400 million. And um, they lived in mansions. They had white servants. Um, and then they began to be targeted. Um, one family that I write about was a prime target, a family of a woman named Molly Burkhart. Uh, one day her sister uh, disappears. She's found a week later, a shot in the back of the head. That's um, Anna? That is Anna Brown. Uh, not long after that, uh, she has uh, her mother uh, begins to die. Uh, two months later, she passes away, and evidence later suggests she had been poisoned. And not long after that, she had another sister um, and who lived in a house nearby. And about 3 in the morning, Molly heard a loud explosion. She gets up. She looks out the window to where her sister's house had been. Um, and all she could see is this great orange ball uh, rising into the sky. And somebody planted a bomb under the house killing her sister, her sister's husband, um, and uh, a white maid who lived in the house. And many of those who tried to investigate the, kill, the case were themselves killed, including an attorney who was thrown off a speeding train. And so the tribe in 1923, after more than 24 murders, uh, issued a tribal resolution pleading for federal authorities to step in. And that's how the case finally wound up um, with the FBI. And David, to what end? Because white settlers could not purchase rights from the Osage tribe, right? I mean, so yes, so this was all about an inheritance scheme? Yes. this Because of the, the way the oil money was distributed, each Osage had what was called a head right, which is essentially a share in the mineral trust. And that head right could not be bought or sold. It could only be inherited. And that led to these extraordinarily baroque, calculating plots of people marrying into families with an enormous this kind of intimate deception where you would betray the people when they thought you loved them and and then kill them. And so people were marrying into the families and then serially killing them off, and that is certainly what happened to Molly Burkhardt. It is one of the most sinister crimes I had ever read about. And the, the way in which this unfolded was, was not by design, meaning the Osage had been in Kansas. They were essentially shelved in Oklahoma. Yeah. at a time when the government had no idea the mineral rights that existed under the land that they were being given. Yes, so the Osage um, had been in a reservation in Kansas, and in the 1860s they were under siege by white settlers. There was a massacre, and an Osage chief stood up and he said, we should move to Indian Territory, what would later become Oklahoma. And he said, we should move there because the land is rocky, it is infertile, and the white man will finally leave us alone. So they resettled there. Um, and then, lo and behold, this land turned out to be sitting upon some of the largest deposits of oil then in the United States, and they had a deed to their land. And, um, and so it was a twist of fate that they became so wealthy. The government thinks that it was a couple of dozen who died, but you think many, many more than that. Yes. The more time you spend there, the official account from the authorities was more than two dozen. Um, but you begin to gather evidence through research that there were many sus suspicious deaths in families, that this was much less a story about who did it than who didn't do it, and that there really was a culture of complicity and a culture of killing. This is a story where you had morticians covering up crimes. You had politicians who um, covered them up or were complicit. You had reporters who didn't note them. You had doctors who were administering poisons. Um, this really was a culture uh, of complicity in a way um, that is quite shocking today. 
This is David Grand. By day, he writes for The New Yorker. He's the author of The Lost City of Z, which you can now see in a movie theater near you, but is the author of a brand new book for our purposes today, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Osage Murders and the Birth of the FBI. You, as you did in The Lost City of Z, you get involved. You get personally invested in this story. You go to Oklahoma. You meet the descendants and so forth. I'm not giving away the whole book, but in the latter third of the book in particular, you talk about what you found. Uh, descendants today of the Osage survivors, are there some who live extremely well because the wealth did stay in the family? There are certainly some, and, and, and there's a large middle-class population um, and, and did inherit. Um, the many, many millions of dollars were swindled because of this crime and never recovered. I mean, we're talking about countless, more than $100 million, um was swindled. And so uh, the, the, the money was depleted, but there are still some Osage who are certainly doing well. And the tribe is very resilient. They have their own democratic institutions today. Um, they have 20,000 voting right members. And I did track down many uh, the descendants of the murderers, and that was probably for me the most powerful part of the research. I tracked down the granddaughter of Molly Burkhart, um, and she shared with me stories about her family, what it was like to grow up in a house where the perpetrators and the victims often lived side by side, and what it was like to um, grow up she, she, with no cousins, no aunts, because so many members of her family have been targeted. And one of the more interesting things is you have descendants of the murderers and the victims who now live in the same neighborhood side by side. Um, and in many ways, this is the story of America. The Burkhart family murders were resolved, but most of the Osage murders were not. No, and that's one of the more haunting uh, parts of the story. You know, we often think uh, there is some justice, and then we also often think that when there isn't justice in many cases, um, that history can come in and provide some accounting, uh, identifying the killers, it, uh, recording the voices of the victims. Um, in some of these cases, the trails of evidence are dried up, and so you can't even provide that accounting. And I'd always thought of history when you're dealing with a crime as the horror of what you know. But in this book, I came to realize that it, the greater horror is often what you don't know. But you make a number of personal discoveries yourself going through archives and conducting your own investigation. Give me one aha moment, and then we'll call it a day. Sure. Um, well, perhaps the, the greatest aha moment was um, there was a, a, a family, uh, this attorney who had investigated the crime, and um, her, her grandfather, he was thrown off a speeding train, and the family never knew who killed him. And through a long period of research, I was able to gather circumstantial evidence identifying a killer who had never been revealed publicly. When I called this, uh, his granddaughter uh, and told her, um, she began to, to cry on the phone, and I felt very bad sharing what I had found. And she suddenly said, no, 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 you don't understand. We have been living with this for so long. And that really drove home to me um, just how this is still living history and how it still reverberates to this day. Hey, David, this, this too has Hollywood written all over it, no? Uh, I hope so. They are adapting it. Uh, they have a wonderful screenwriter. And again, the same thing with The Lost City Z, that what would be so wonderful is to reach so many people. So in other words, the rights have already been acquired. Yes, they have been acquired. They've already got a screenplay, which I haven't seen yet, but they're finishing up, and they're now trying to attach talent. So I'm keeping Come on, my fingers look at crossed. you. Look at you now. <laughs> Schlubby or not, you're, you're, you're having a hell of a career. <laughs> well, thank you. You've been a big help to me. <laughs> hey, David, I really appreciate it, and I'm, I'm, so, uh, I'm so happy for your success. I felt like I had skin in the game last you... Saturday night watching that movie. I really did. I had so 
anticipated it, and I remembered years ago how excited you were, understandably so, when you first got the deal. But man, that was that was really neat, and I, I uh, I'm happy for you. That's all. Thank you, Mike. I really appreciate it. David Grand, the book is titled Killers of the Flower Moon. I'm not giving away how he gets that title, but it's revealed in the very early pages. The Osage Murders and the Birth of the FBI TC. Quite a story, right? I mean, the wealthiest folks, the wealthiest folks around in 1920. They're, they're the roaring 20s. Right. The roaring 20s are an Indian tribe in Oklahoma. Would never have thought that in a million years. You'd be it's saying amazing. the Rockefellers yeah. and the Vanderbilts and the Cannons and, the, you know. Yes. Huh? That's what I would have been saying. You'd be saying exactly. all that. Exactly. Boy, Thurston he, Cannon the third. He is a storyteller. That is he what is. he is. He just, you know, I just sort of the, the, a wordsmith. I just find him so enjoyable. Well, really the neat. reason the reason I'm a fan of his work is not only that he writes so well. And you and I had the conversation, by the way, earlier this week about the movie because we coincidentally <laughs> we each saw the movie exactly. uh, on successive nights. But he he also I like his tastes. The sort of things that he gets in into interest me. That Percy Fawcett story had me so enraptured that on a trip to the UK, I, I think I said earlier in the week, errantly, I said I, I went to the National Geographical, no, no, the Royal Geographical ah. Society. I, I went and I actually looked one afternoon for as long as my, my then young sons would let me until they said, <laughs> Dad, let's go back to Harrods. Um, but we went through the archives and, and looked at notes and correspondence from, from Percy it's where uh, it all Fawcett, started. Which, which, is, which is where David's investigation all began. It's, it's just a great, great story. But I'd never... I'd never heard of the, the Osage killings before. Well, and there's a difference between telling the story and getting involved. In other words, that's a total, that's a whole other level, which he did with Lost City of Z, and it sounds like he did with this again. So I'm looking forward to reading the book. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.